Blog Talk Radio. Everybody to the One Ted Nation Sports Show. I'm your host, Mr. CJ Sports. You can follow me at Mr. CJ Sports. You can follow the One Ten Nation at One Ten Nation. Check us out on Facebook, my personal fan page, Mr. CJ Sports, the One Ten Nation fan page, One Ten Nation Sports. Glad to be here back on my Tuesday night slot. Uh, for those that missed it last week, I didn't was not able to get into the studio until Sunday night. Um, work has been something else. You go get married, you go on a honeymoon and come back, and once again, you have no staff. Um, had to work 84 and a half hours at the, the main job and then got the side job. And um, in between all that, had uh, went to Indianapolis for the race, the road course race, road course race. Uh, had found myself Friday night lights. Yes, Wayne Warriors Friday night beat the hell out of Dunbar. Um, and then also had found myself at a Dayton Dragons game, um, affiliate of the Cincinnati Reds. So uh, it's been, it was a hectic, crazy week and a lot going on. So I uh, was not able to get into the studio until Sunday night. Um, but glad to be back in the studio on my normal night. And uh, as of Friday, I should be fully staffed once again all the way. So uh, Friday night or a Tuesday night show should not be an issue except <laughs> there's always an except except for uh, next Tuesday night as I will be traveling to Kentucky um, to spend uh, a couple days with my mom in Kentucky um, as we're going to go visit my aunt's grave and uh, spend some time um, down there. It's the first time I've had off in a month. It'll be in a month. Um, as I got back the first week of August from my honeymoon, and uh, it'll be the first week um, of uh, September, as the 31st, 1st, and 2nd, that I'll be having uh, uh, making this trip next uh, Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday. So uh, it's a much well-needed break. Um, I will probably do a show later in the week as we are running the 110 Nation Sports Radio uh, Network Contest. Um, all three shows are competing to uh, have, who's going to have the most listens 
Um, between now and the middle of November when the uh, Race Chat Live goes off air for the season. Um, so we're running a little contest. I told them that I would throw out a $110 gift card to the show that, that, that wins this contest. Um, going into week two, I'm number two. So I, I need you guys to continue to spread the word and uh, um, get, 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 get to listening to some of the shows. Uh, Monday night, we got Race Chat Live with Chris Craig and uh, Taz, so make sure you guys tune in. Monday night's 8 o'clock right here on the 110 Nation Sports Radio Network. And then uh, Thursday night's 8 o'clock, Southern Dirt Track Report. Um, Jared, and there's a couple other names, and I'll, I apologize. I, it's been so hectic. Um, we've had to uh, put a suspension on the website as our focus right now is on the radio, the whole radio side. Um, as things calm down, we will be revamping the site once again as I'm going to lock down um, the website. I'm going to be investing a lot of money into the website and um, stuff and get that so it's secure. That was one of the issues. Um, with the wedding and honeymoon, um, things got declined, didn't know it, and then we lost a lot of things. So I'm going to go ahead and work on getting everything secured for about 10, 10 years um, and then go ahead and start revamping everything. And it gives me time to get uh, get everything situated and for us to really get moving. Um, is the, the ultimate goal is this be what we do with our lives. I got a lot of things going, a lot of things invested um, and so the, the game plan is to, uh, for us to get in a building in here in the next few years and work on um, building a staff and building a site and uh, all those great things. So uh, um, a lot of great things. Just make sure you guys uh, follow us or like us on Facebook, the 110 Nation Sports, and just keep up with what we got going on. Um, I have been more active on my personal fan page, so uh, I do apologize for the lack of that. Um, like I said, I got an opportunity Sunday to go to the Dayton Dragons game for those that uh, have not kept up with my Facebook or didn't listen to me uh, rant and rave. I don't even remember what, what all rant and raved on. Um, I can't do the cancel culture garbage. It, it really kind of baffles me and has my mind twisted on why you would, you would want to no longer call yourself the Cleveland Indians, which is there, there's nothing about the name of the Indians. There's nothing um, insulting about the mascots, how they perceive themselves, how they carry themselves, any of those things. Why you would want to eliminate what little bit of Indian history that we still recognize or carry to today? Because let's be honest. Most of anything else that's got to do with American Indian history, um, we've pretty much erased out of the books and no longer observe, um, talk about, or e even research on. Uh, we're, we're at that point. You're, you're talking so many years ago now. Um, I was getting to the point of work coming on 20 years. If I wouldn't have seen a post, I wouldn't even, real, even realize it was 20 years since 9-11. Um, it it's not so much to do to the, the disrespect to the American history culture. It's got more to do with there's just so much stuff that happens and America's consistently and constantly changing 
that, you know, we, we, we're rewriting history and we got new things in our generation that has now become our history and what we're focused on or what our kids are focused on or even so, so much as my grandson is focused on. Um, so I, I don't know why you would want to eliminate, because let's be honest, for the most part, the conversations of the Washington Redskins, the the Cleveland Indians, the Florida Seminoles, the um, Chicago Blackhawks, that, that's about, for most of us, I, I would say almost all of us, that's the most conversation or the most that we even talk about or recognize um, when it comes to American Indian history. And I, I know it's... I know it's not ideal. I know it's, you know, kind of a sad thing. But let's be honest, that's where we're at. I mean, you're talking about something in the history of so long ago. It's just ultimately where we're at. So why you would want to eliminate that, why you no longer want the word um, Redskins or, or Indians or any any other form that is non, non-discriminatory, come out of people's mouth is beyond me. But we're, we're at that generation. We're at that time. We're at this whole cancel culture that everybody gets offended by everything. A dude can't be called a dude. He's got to be called a she if he decides to have a man bun and, and everything else. Like you, you, It's a crazy world we live in. And so with the Cleveland, Cleveland Indians calling themselves the Guardians, I don't even know if they're legally allowed to call themselves the Guardians because the Guardians is actually owned by a roller derby team, I don't know if Cleveland has ever actually bought out the, the actual right and bought them out of the actual right to the name or not. I, I ain't kept up with it. I decided at that point in time, since the Cleveland, what was formerly known as the Cleveland Indians, decided that they were going to cave in to this cancel cancel culture, culture cancel, whatever, bullcrap. I was no longer going to participate in being a fan of the Cleveland organization. Um, It's time to me move forward. It is time for me to put all the the Cleveland stuff into a a box, a basket, whatever the case may be, and call it a day on that part of my life. Um, Not ideal. It's not something that I genuinely wanted to do. Um, I've been a long, long time Cleveland fan. I've always prided myself of being everything when it comes to being a fan. And we're at that point in in my life that um, I I don't, I'm not part of the herd. I am, I, I don't do the whole sheep thing real well. And so Sunday, I got an opportunity to show my support um, for the Dayton Dragons, an affiliate of the Cincinnati Reds, which really kills me. I hate to really have to put out there that I'm supporting a team of the the, uh, affiliated with the Cincinnati Reds. Um, I I would much rather affiliate myself with someone that affiliates with another team other than Cincinnati. But that tells you where my loyalty and my lack and not like of Cincinnati. I would rather, I'd rather support and be affiliated with a 
minor league teams as a, an affiliate an affiliate of a major league baseball team than cheering for the other major league baseball team in the state of Ohio. <laughs> so got an opportunity Sunday to uh, go to the Dayton Drag- Dragons game and got me some great Dragon, Dayton Dragons um, gear as uh, my jersey actually came today. So I got me a baseball jersey that I will be wearing not this coming up weekend, but the following weekend as we got tickets for the 4th and 5th. And it looks like the Dayton Dragons thing is going to be a big-time thing for us in this household as uh, we're looking for looking to purchase uh, season tickets for the 2022 season. Um, so looking forward to uh, – I, I know realistically we're not going to make all 70 games, but as close to the 70-game mark as we can make. Um, as we've been sporting my uh, Dayton Dragons 5950 um, new era hat um, all week. I'm looking forward to uh, seeing the guys back out there on the field next, uh, not this Saturday and Sunday, but the following Saturday, Sunday, the 4th and 5th. Um, Ruiz and company is uh, um, starting to take a liking to this team. It was uh, upsetting to watch the Dane Dragons lose on Sunday, and it was a long game. Second inning was a very long inning. Um, as they, they walked a lot of players, a home run, it was just a horrible inning, and the Dane Dragons was never able to uh, recover from it. Um, but uh, one, I get an opportunity to cheer for a an actual hometown hometown team as the uh, Dane Dragons play at the Day Air um, Stadium, Day One Air um, Stadium, or Day Air, Day Air, Day One Air, something like that. Um, it's a bank. Um, that is literally five minutes up the road from my work and probably 10 to 15 minutes up the road from my house. Um, a great stadium. Um, I mean, it was a truly amazing stadium, probably one of the best stadiums I've ever been into. Um, I will say that uh, Cincinnati Reds is two years ago, I went to the Indians and Reds game. Um, on a July 4th weekend. Um, now, I was very impressed with their stadium as well, but um, very impressed with the Dayton Dragons stadium and especially it being a, a minor league team, um, how nice the stadium is. And uh, just glad to have an opportunity to hang out there this weekend or last weekend, last Sunday, and looking forward to uh, these uh, two upcoming games. Um, of course, we got the uh, Cleveland Browns. I will be going down to Cincinnati and watching the Browns play Cincinnati on November 7th. Uh, put in some creden- credentials before the show. So I was running a couple minutes late. I see that uh, um, credentials have opened up for the media uh, for the longest time. You couldn't apply for anything. It was very restricted on what media and how much media and everything else that was allowed to uh, – participate in the NASCAR event. Um, so I, I doubt that we'll get approved. Some of them are coming up relatively close, but other t- other ones I got a little bit of time. But um, I'm sure that especially with this new uh, Delta variant or whatever it is, um, I'm sure that uh, getting approved is going to be something else. Um, I did fib a couple minutes ago. I forgot. There is one other Tuesday that I will not be in the studio, especially between now and the, the running of this contest. I don't know if I'll actually make up that day that week. There might be a week that's going to put me behind um, during this uh, challenge. So, that therefore, I really need my listeners to really step up their game, really spread the word, and let the uh, – 
Masters know about the 110 Nation uh, Sports Show, and that's uh, the week of uh, September 19th through the 25th. As uh, I took over the store that I'm working at now, um, December 2019, and by rules, you're supposed to run a store for seven months before you're eligible for what is called the Ambassador Club. Basically, you're the best of the best. And our fiscal year ends in April, so I only got to run the the store for about four months before the cutoff. Um, in the point standings of the Ambassador Club, we weren't even anywhere close to being in the top ten. Uh, by the time we hit April, I was the top store in the points. So, therefore, they decided because I t- did such a dramatic turnaround in such a, a short period of time, um, they were going to give me a waiver. And originally, I was supposed to have an all-expense. And when I mean all-expense, I mean all-expense. All I want to eat, all the room service I want, all the drinks I want to drink. Um, they have about eight different clubs in this um, resort. They have like eight different restaurants. I can have Italian restaurant. I can eat in an Italian restaurant one day, a Chinese restaurant another, um, a Mexican place another, uh, um, a Japanese place. They have every type of restaurant. There's like 20 pools. They talk about the showers. The water comes out the ceiling. Um, If I decide I don't want to go nowhere to eat and I just want to sit in the room, I can call room service anytime I want, as many times as I want. The only things I got to pay for in this entire trip is that I bring anything back. Originally, it was supposed to happen in the Virgin Islands, and it was supposed to happen in January of uh, 2020, thanks to COVID, that got pushed back. Or, I'm sorry, 2021. Um, unfortunately, COVID, that all that got pushed back uh, as they had to make reservations and everything else, and they changed location because uh, of the COVID restrictions and everything at that point in time. So we were supposed to go in April, and it was changed to Cancun. It got pushed back. Um, as of right now, as we've had to sign waivers and everything else, we are a go for uh, September 19th through 25th, September 19th through the 25th um, at Cancun. So uh, if everything ends up going to be a go that week, I will not be in the studio. Uh, so I just want to full disclosure and to make sure that we uh, pump our numbers so I get my my number's up all the way around all the rest of the weeks, and that way we have a chance to win this contest and uh, Mr. CJ Sports gets to keep a little money in his pocket. Um, football's been a big topic today, and uh, a couple things. Um, I, I can't remember for the life of me. If I jumped in this conversation, it don't seem like I jumped into this conversation on Sunday night. Um, Tim Tebow did not make the uh, Jacksonville Jaguars. He, he didn't make even make the first cut. Got let go, um, and of course, the jokes came a flying. You you had to hear people from every life form of life, uh, um, from every nook cranny underneath every rock. Everybody all of a sudden became a critic and everything else. And it kills me because you you have a man that has actually had a very successful career. Heisman Trophy winner, national champion, 
took over a horrible Denver team behind two veteran quarterbacks that Denver was very high on at one point in time and ended up taking a team that had a losing record, took them to the playoffs, and then ended up winning the first game in the playoffs against a Pittsburgh Steelers team in overtime. Of course, they decided they didn't want to be part of Tim Tebow's uh, Tebow, uh mania no more and sent him on his way and things kind of fizzled out from that point on went into the booth and then decided he was going to change up his position which that takes a lot of courage it takes a lot of work you're a quarterback your entire life and all of a sudden you know you're saying you know after the fact that i played high school football college football i even had a professional career as a quarterback and now i've been out of football I don't know how many years at this point, at least seven to ten years, I'm going to make a comeback, and I'm going to change position. Then at the first moment that he fails, everybody's got to put their two cents in. I hope there's a refund policy on the jersey. How This is how you return the Just think of all those people that bought the jersey. First of all, kudos to those that bought the jersey. I'm willing to bet most of those people that bought that jersey are not going to return that jersey because one of two things. One, they're diehard Tebow, Tim Tebow fans. Second of all, that, now that's a rare collector's item. Just point blank is. But it kills me because you're willing to down an athlete. You're, you're re- willing to put him down. You're willing to talk all this garbage about an athlete that was willing to do what a lot of other players are not willing to do. I mean, Colin Kaepernick, not even willing to take backup pay for simply being nothing more than a backup quarterback, quality quarterback. You have other quarter, other players that are not willing to make that transition and try to play another position because maybe they're not NFL caliber, which I'm not going to say. I'm not going to say Tim Tebow is not NFL caliber quarterback. Obviously, he is. She turned a team around from not even being a playoff contingent team to not only making the playoffs but winning the playoff game. I'm not going to say he was a great quarterback. I'm not going to say that he was a great leader. I mean, the team rallied around him offensively, defensively, special teams. The morale was never so high in Denver, until at least until Peyton Manning got there and they go to the Super Bowl. But anyway, um, I'm not going to say he was a great quarterback. He was at least an NFL caliber quarterback, but they're willing to recognize, look, I'm not going to make it in the NFL as a quarterback. I still have a drive in me. I'm still physically able to do this. Let me make this transition. Let me see if I can play another position good enough to make a roster. And it kills me because of, first side of blood and he does not make it. Everybody comes and talks about you got an you got a runner. Shy, Shakura, whatever the hell her it whatever the hell idiot is, um, who decided to smoke weed and break the rules when it comes to drug testing when it comes to the Olympics. I mean ultimately that's what she did. She broke the rules. She smoked weed, then no longer was eligible to um, was no longer eligible to participate in the the Olympics. 
for some reason or another, people decided that they were butthurt. They didn't appreciate the fact that the NFL is not allow or the uh, the Olympics is not going to allow her to participate in the Olympics, even though she broke the rules. She was knowingly broken the rules, and I don't I don't care what the reason is. I don't care who passed away. I don't care any of that stuff because at the end of the day, all of us have things that go on in our life. And we have to make decisions on whether or not it's in our best interest or what, what what is in our best interest to help us cope with it. Now, if it was that dramatic of a thing and it affects her in such a way, then maybe she should have thought about turning to God. I mean, that's just my thought. God God takes care of all, heals all. God is um, God. Is God. Instead, you turn to drugs. And all these people, and it's funny to me because all these people come to her defense. Same people that are, are talking complete garbage. Um, same people that are, that are that are talking complete garbage about Tim Tebow for, for trying to put it all out there, trying to make a change trying to do better, trying to um, trying to do the right thing. Just wanted to be a professional NFL player at the highest level. Those, those same people. All of a sudden get real quiet. You know, there's ones that defended Shy, Shay, Shan, Sean, whatever. Those those same people that defended <laughs> got awful quiet and, and were on the offensive side and, and, and everything when it comes to Tim Tebow. It's crazy because those same people got awful quiet again when the Nike Classic came around. And she finished ninth. Guess what? Out of nine runners. So this is where we're at with the the woke movement here. It's fine to to put down Tim Tebow for trying to change and better himself. And everybody's going to have their two cents, throw in their comments. Oh, Tim Tebow this, Tim Tebow that. For trying, for trying something, for, for for wanting to be a professional NFL player and, and trying to, in hopes, make a a comeback and and be in the NFL. But the same same people have no problem with the fact that you you have a an athlete that couldn't play by the rules. Want to come to her offense and, and talk about she is the best runner in the world? I don't, I don't, I don't, I don't get it. I don't understand. Team America, like you, you're, you're missing out on having the best runner in that we could possibly have. You're, you're not allowing her to participate in the Olympics. Then the first opportunity 
that she has to, to sh- hey, look, this is what you all missed out on. This is what you could have had running for Team America. You fell flat on your face and finished ninth. <laughs> I like I, uh, some humble pie. Let me tell you what. I like that. <laughs> um, sorry, I'm trying to do 20 things at once. This is, uh, sitting there thinking to myself, oh, where is, talking about uh, going to Cancun, where is my, uh, um, Passport. I'm sure it's sitting here right underneath my my nose, and I'll end up seeing it later on. But I you know, it just crossed my mind that yeah, I'm not maybe I've not seen that uh, as of late. But anyway, um, Dak Prescott has been another topic of conversation as of late, and it, and it's funny to me because. Dallas fans, I don't know what to tell you on this. You you got what seems like Dallas coaches and the organization um, trying to downplay what is probably a serious injury. Quite knows. It's kind of uncertain. And it's funny to me. Because now here you are going into the season and you don't know how serious his injury is, how how his shoulder's holding up. You've not even been battle he's not even been battle tested to even see how his ankle is holding up. How is he going to be able to elude and get away from pressure? Because it looks like he is not going to see any playtime in this preseason. And, I mean, I, I have no sympathy for Dallas fans, per se, but I can sympathize with the Dallas um, community because I, I, being part of a, a, a franchise, being someone that has been cheering on an organization that has not won in so many years. I I can feel your pain on not knowing and the uncertainties going into a season. Like, I I just couldn't imagine not knowing where we stood with my quarterback, what to expect going into the season. Do we have Dak Prescott? Dude, is he going to be able to play a full season? Like, what exactly are we expecting? What are realistic goals and everything else? And, you know, being being a longtime Cleveland fan, I, I can completely understand not like going into it, not liking going into a season and really having no idea where where everything stands where we are. <laughs> so I, 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 I completely and ultimately sympathize when it comes to um, the uh, the Dallas Cowboys fans. <laughs> um, I, I think there's more to it. I don't think that 
the the uh I don't think the Dallas organization has been completely open and honest with where Dak Prescott is and what they truly honestly are expecting at least to start out this season. Um, this is a longer season as now we're doing 19 or I'm sorry, 17 game seasons. And I, it, there's a lot of uncertainties, a lot of what ifs, a lot of, a lot of, a lot of, I couldn't imagine sitting there trying to get my hopes up, especially on a quarterback that you, you paid very lucratively in this off season. You, you let, what, well, not you, but the front office let Dak Prescott for one reason or another, you let, you let him strong arm you out of more money than he is probably ever going to be worth. None of my business. I'm not a billionaire, millionaire, thousandaire. Hell, I'm not even a hundredaire. Hell, my bank account is negative $301 right now. So I'm not even anything. So I, I can't speak on how money should spent and the, the ridiculousness of these contracts. Not completely. But I will say that Dak Prescott is not, nor ever, has been worth the amount of money that they forked out for him. And I just couldn't imagine running into this season and having no clue what to expect. And the what-ifs and possibilities on what Dak Prescott's going to bring for this season um, with really the unreliable sources when it comes to um, his injury and where he's at. I just couldn't imagine. Um, Lamar Jackson is another topic that's been a topic of conversation today. Crazy. I don't know. I, don't, I, I find it funny. I, I really do. As I am never big on run first, throw second quarterbacks. And, and listen to these arguments. Oh, he, he led the league one year in the most touchdowns. Okay, so there was a lot of times that you managed to run the ball down to the goal line and then do a little okey-doke pass into the end zone. Counts as a touchdown. It builds up your stats. I am... I've watched enough games. I've seen a lot of garbage time touchdowns. I've seen a lot of uh, – I've seen quarterbacks um, be able to get the ball down to the, the goal line and, and then not be able to punch it in. And the threat of their leg, the threat of them being able to um, be able to run the ball, it results in an easy touchdown, throw to the tight end, running back, whatever the case may be. I, I don't allow these chumped up BS stats to kind of get in the way of reality. And when asked about, do you think defenses will have them figured out? What do you mean? Do you think defenses have, will get have figured it out this year? They have already figured them out. Let's. Let's let's do a little bit of history here. How many 
AFC Championship games has he been to? Zero. How many Super Bowls has he been to? Zero. How many second rounds has he been out of? Zero. So there's not really a debate on whether or not defenses have figured it out. You're playing in a conference that Pittsburgh's in a transition. Cleveland has now found themselves after about 20 years in Cincinnati. Well, Cincinnati has sucked for many years. It's very easy to find yourself or was very easily to find yourself in the playoffs every year when the only team you really had to compete against for many years until last year was the Pittsburgh Steelers. And when you play Cincinnati, Cleveland, as bad as both of them had sucked for many years, that's four automatic wins in a 16-win season. That's already 25% of your season. You're pretty much guaranteed to go 4-0. Then there's always one or two teams in the other division that you play that sucks. So you're looking at even possibly 6-0, You're probably going to split the Steelers, maybe win both. Um, so at worst, one or two losses. And then you're going to play one or two. It wasn't like they ran the table every year. 12-4, and 13-3. If they've gone 13-3, 11-5, 10-6. <laughs> but that that was kind of what was is, is kind of like being the Patriots, but not to the extremes. You had the Steelers of the AFC. So you make the playoffs, you can't win. You've proven time in and time out that you're not that accurate of a quarterback. Teams are shutting you down, and now your run game is starting to slow down. And then when you try to you, you try to start throwing the ball, what did you do? You threw a pick six in the playoffs and lost to the Buffalo Bills. Talking about doubt it, dude. No, there's nothing to doubt. That's already been proven that defense have figured it out. And and you're in the same boat as the same boat as Cam Newton. His defenses have figured him out, and his stats have gotten worse and worse to the point that hell, he might not even make the the starting starting spot in um, New England. Colin Kaepernick, his stats got continuously got worse, cost him the Super Bowl with that turnover and had to waste timeouts. Um, any other run first or run dominant quarterback because their arms are not that accurate. RG3, another one, came out like a blaze of glory, but then once the defense has figured him out, then he ain't got an arm and shut down his run game and he eventually got hurt. That's ultimately what's happened to most of them. They've gotten hurt. Eventually the same thing is going to happen to Lamar Jackson. He keeps running that ball because he doesn't, doesn't have the arm that he needs to have to compete successfully in the NFL eventually he's going to get hurt and he's going to fall to the wayside. They're going to have to find another quarterback. As much as the NFL wants the read option to be a thing in the NFL, they want to have these hybrid, these running quarterbacks. It looks good in college, but the difference is, and really they should pay people to to, to kind of analyze this. I'm sure they do. They just suck at their job. Even at Alabama, you you still got to fill your roster with those that pay for a scholarship and have different stars. Because you're only allotted so many five stars and so many four star uh, scholarships. So then, therefore, you start recruiting those that are one star, or two stars, or those that are walk ons, or those that are paying to go to college to play football. Because you're only going to get so many five star free rides, and so now you got to rely on those that can afford to go there. 
But there's only so many five-star cores, five-star players to go around. And once Ohio State fills up their Ohio State or their five-star uh, slots in Alabama and LSU, and we can go down the list of top colleges, then those that are five- and four-star recruits that need free rides because they can't afford to go to college start going to other schools. So now you've got four- and five-star players that are on not the top ten schools. So now you've got top recruits on lesser teams. And then now you've got top schools like Alabama and Ohio State that got to sprinkle in lesser teams that ain't even got four- and five-star recruits. To help with their scholar, help with their money situation and TV time and give these small colleges an opportunity. So now you've got even a dilute, now, now that you've got diluted teams, 200 some odd Division One schools, now you've got diluted down schedules. I mean, prime example, Jamison Winston, garbage quarterback. Looked good to some in college football, but who did he play? Let's, let's be honest. The combined record of the teams he played in the ACC, 81 and 81. Some think Travis Lawrence is going to make it and be some, some quarterback. Let's be honest. He played the ACC. Who's even in the ACC? Boston College, Duke, UNC. None of them amounted to crap in many years. I mean, when he legitimately played somebody – outside of Alabama the one year that they were all injured and they got by them in the national title game and probably the worst call ever in Fiesta Bowl history or any bowl history against Ohio State. You lost everybody. Once Ohio State figured out you guys were stealing signals, they changed up their plays and delayed on calling it in and made Lawrence look horrible in the, the last bowl game he was in, and Ohio State beat the crap out of him. It's easy to look good when you play in conferences like the ACC or, or the MAC-10 or the WAC conference or all these conferences that are very diluted in, in four-star, five-star and schedules. So when you have somebody like Lamar Jackson who plays, in, plays for Louisville, plays in the ACC, that doesn't play against a bunch of five-star players, doesn't play against an, an abundant supply of four-star players, play in a very mediocre at best schedule you're 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 able to run all over the place you're you're it's it's easy not to get hurt it's easy to look like a superstar running a quarterback that runs the ball that's the difference between where he was at and where he's made his name and where he's at now well CJ's in a unanimous MVP. Well, that's because there was a unanimous amount of idiots because there were better candidates and more valuable players out there. Those that are more well-rounded and led their teams deeper into the playoffs or to include a Super Bowl. But this whole hybrid quarterback, this whole running quarterback thing, where it falls short every single time is – in the NFL, you have the best of the best in 32 teams. I'm not saying every team is great. Hell, Cleveland has gone 0-16. Hell, they've gone like 1-31. They have sucked. But I guarantee you almost every linebacker that played and every defensive back that played on the Cleveland Browns was better than almost every quarterback uh, or cornerback or linebacker that played in, in the college. Probably ran faster, probably hit harder. 
And that, that's the difference is you can't outrun every linebacker in the NFL. You can't run, outrun every quarterback. Hell, you can barely outrun the defensive ends in the NFL these days. And you don't want to get hit by somebody like Ray Lewis, Clay Matthews, Keekley, Patrick Willis, Julius Peppers. I mean, I, I know some of these are old school names. There's names that pop in the head that I wouldn't want to get hit by. Those hits add up. Ask RG3. Those hits add up. Ask Cam Newton. Those those hits add up. Ask Colin Kaepernick. There's, there's a reason why they have only had a limited amount of success. This is why none of them have won a Super Bowl. This is why any quarterback that is not able to stay in the pocket, that is not an efficient thrower, that does not have the the uh, the, um, the field vision, that's why they'll never win a Super Bowl. Don't don't sit there and say, dude, that they're not. I doubt it. When they've already figured you out. You, you've not made it out of the second round of playoffs in your entire career. A unanimous MVP. Uh, a, a, such a dynamic quarterback. And yet you can't even manage to get out of the second round. It's funny because the same people that talk the smack. Ah, yeah, I'm about to go there. The same people that talked to smack about LeBron James for, for losing in the NBA Finals at least made it to the quote-unquote Super Bowl. But the NBA Finals are the same people that will come to the defense of Lamar Jackson who can't even make it out of the first round most years, barely make it out of or can't make it out of the second round, but want to talk smack about LeBron James who has gone to 10 NBA Finals and is 4-6. and six. It's insane to me. The hypocrisy. You you come to the defense for a runner that illegally did drugs, knew that it was illegal and would cost her an opportunity to compete in the Olympics. Boo hoo her grandma, boo hoo, go pray to God. Go see a counselor. If everybody turned to drugs and alcohol every time something bad happened in their life, everybody would be strung out on drugs and alcoholics. You made that choice. But now we don't get them the, the fastest runner in America. It couldn't even finish. It, it couldn't even get out of last place at her last event. Ninth out of ninth. Then had the audacity to run her mouth. Dude, you finished last place. Jim Tebow, he could barely block, and uh, you just exposed. So you're going to cut a man down for trying. But you got all these people out here sitting on the ass, not doing a damn thing, draining the government, abusing the system, and you're going to applaud them. You're going to, oh, that's my dude. He's doing big things. Look at the car. He got that. He, he's scamming the system. He's selling food stamps. He's been riding that unemployment. He's getting an extra $600 a month. That's a good dude. But we're going to cut down the man because, ultimately, because he's a man of God. But you're going to cut down the dude because you don't like him, even though he was willing to put it out there. He was willing to try. He's made millions. He's already proven to be a Heisman Trophy winner, 
a national title contender, a playoff winner, an NFL starting quarterback, a football analyst, doesn't need the money, doesn't need to put his body through what he put it through, even even to be cut in the first, the very first cut. And everybody going to talk to smack. Then we got all these people. They're just the part the stuff that floods my my timeline. The, the 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 conversations I see, the arguments that I see, it is beyond my mind. Then you're gonna have the same people that come to the defense of Lamar, Lamar Jackson. You you can't even make it out first round in the playoffs. People will come and talk complete trash talk about the fact that LeBron James has made it to the to the NBA Finals ten times with a sorry ass Cleveland team, with the first year with the, with the Heat team. I'm not defending all all the stuff. I'm not a LeBron fan. I'm a Cleveland Cavalier fan. I don't like half the garbage that comes out of LeBron James. I like the fact that he pushes a, 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 an agenda and, and basically says all cops are bad and for us to hate cops. <laughs> I wouldn't piss on him if he was on fire. But when it comes to sports talk, let's keep it real. You you can't put down a man because he's only won four of the ten trips to the NBA Finals, the NBA's version of the Super Bowl, but then you're you're going to hold praise to Lamar Jackson who can't make it out the first round. Tomorrow night, 8 o'clock, right here on the 110 Nation Sports Radio Network, the Southern Dirt Track Report. Make sure you guys tune into that. Make sure you guys catch the replay of Monday night show. It was a great show. Um, Race Chat Live that was right here on the 110 Nation Sports Radio Network. They will be back in the studio 8 o'clock Monday night. Like I said, I will not be in the studio Tuesday as I will be traveling to Kentucky. Um, good possibility that I will find myself um, on the uh, air Sunday night to make up for um, Tuesday show as uh, we try to compete um, for the, the top spot, most listens, most views on the 110 Nation Sports Radio Network. Make sure you guys follow us on Twitter, at 110 Nation. Like us on Facebook, 110 Nation Sports. Tomorrow night, 8 o'clock. Till next time.